You're listening to the Embrace Running Podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Elena, and this is episode number 231 for March 6th, 2018. We are here less than 48 hours after running the Napa Valley Marathon. So uh, the soreness is still in the legs. Um, That is what we were going to be discussing today. The only thing we're going to be discussing today. So a whole episode. What, just the soreness in the legs? That's it? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That'd be a really short episode, though. It's pretty straightforward. But yeah, we're going to spend the whole episode just kind of recapping um, that race that we just had this weekend. So um, that's all we're talking about today. So let's... uh, Well, the only thing I was going to mention is just some other races from this weekend that that took place. Just We kind of had a lot locally going on here, but in addition to Napa Valley Mary. Napa Valley Marathon, uh, Livermore Half Marathon, Way Too Cool 50K was mm-hmm. this past weekend, uh, R&R New Orleans, Newport News One City Marathon, Little Rock Marathon, one that's been on our list, uh, Santa Cruz Half Marathon, which we've done more than once, right? Yeah, a couple times. So just want to give out a shout out to some of those races. So um, let's jump straight away into the Napa Valley Marathon, which, in case you guessed it, took place out in Napa, California. So I... <laughs> I would think most people know about Napa wine country. That's kind of what Napa is known for. It's basically in the northern part of the the Bay Area there. Um, yeah, all about the wine and the vineyards. And, and this race definitely uh, run through the vineyards, I guess you could say. So 40th annual. Um, do you want to mention that they also did have a 5K? Yes. So it was just a full marathon and a 5K. Mm-hmm. No other distance options? No, which I... I barely knew about the 5k actually until kind of we got to the expo but we'll get into that yeah uh what else do we want to throw out on the top it it is a point-to-point course Uh, we'll get into more details on the course but essentially starts in calistoga and then runs 26 miles south into napa Mm -hmm. uh to give you an idea of the size of the race it's kind of a smallish marathon in a way um based on the results that i pulled up online uh 1345 finishers this year uh, the 5K had 297 finishers this year. So I know for me, this was actually the smallest marathon that I've ever done. I'm fairly certain of. I didn't go back and check the race logs, cause, but but that's all we could kind of come up with mm-hmm. um, on the drive home. You you have done a smaller marathon. So. Yeah. Which I think will forever stand as the smallest marathon <laughs> I've done. So Do you remember how many people that one was? No. Mm-hmm. Less than 100 for sure. Okay. But I mean, I don't remember if it was like... 60 or yeah that was buzz marathon in case anybody's wondering all right so um let's jump into this i guess we'll we'll, we'll start off with our trip out to the expo mm-hmm. which calling it an expo might be a bit of an overstatement but um oh, it was an expo it was, an expo. it was a small expo but i think technically it's still an expo <laughs> versus just packet pickup right so uh the expo was at the marriott hotel there uh in napa they were the official headquarters, as noted by the big sign outside. They said Napa Valley Marathon headquarters, yeah. race headquarters, I think yep. is what the sign said. Um, so, yeah, we headed there for the expo, and it was just one of their kind of typical hotel banquet rooms. I joked about the size because, you know, it's small. It, you know, we're talking about, you know, only getting around 1,500 people. So, um, typical expo, a few booths from from races, a couple food booths. Um, Whole Foods was one of the sponsors of the race, so they kind of had a big center section there with... Mm-hmm. With some treats, I guess. Yeah, they had like some acai bowls, some coffee, this big old cheese spread that if I wasn't running a marathon the next day, I would have had some, but <laughs> not risking it with the marathon the next day. So, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Whole Foods had a, had a big presence there. 
as like one of their I mean it's one of their big sponsors but mm-hmm. yeah and we're seeing um at least out here or I am seeing Whole Foods um kind of sponsoring races more and more so seeing them more out there quite a bit yeah um I was kind of laughing at the expo because I think there was three or four race race booths oh right yeah and, and I was laughing because I was like okay done that one done that one done that okay nothing new for me yeah it was, <laughs> was pretty like, funny but I mean yeah. obviously living here in Northern California and you know it was just races that we had done in the past so CIM and Big Sur. Big Sur. And uh, I think uh, Run Tahoe. Yeah, Run Tahoe. Yeah, I think it was like those three, like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, so it's pretty funny. You walk in and you're like, oh, okay, denim. (laughs) Um, And then they had a a small section to purchase merchandise, Mm -hmm. um, which they had merchandise from this year's race. And then they also had the current stuff from from previous years. So um, we, we both bought shirts, right, from previous years? Yeah. Yeah, so we both, you know, bust out the wallet did some big spending between the two of us we spent two dollars <laughs> um we we each bought um i guess last year's race shirt i think long sleeve mm-hmm. texture like I, I think it was from the race last year I, I, yeah we one, got different years right? yeah one one of them was from last year i think the other one was from the year before but it was like a men's just long sleeve tech shirt yeah. uh for the race so just bought it for for me just for throwaway purposes for the next day because it was going to be kind of cold and i didn't really have a a tech shirt to, to take with me to throw away. So. Yeah. So exact same reason here. I just bought one, I, you know, I spent $1 on a throwaway. So, um, good deal. <laughs> Can't yeah. complain there. Yep. Um, and then just in the little corner there is where we picked up our bags. Um, I skipped over the fact that we actually had to go to a separate room to pick up our actual bibs, right? You did actually. Yeah. yeah so we started off actually in the, in the bib room. In the bib room. Yeah. To pick up our, it was literally just the, the bib and safety pins. I think that was it. And if you had questions about buses. Right. Um, but yeah, we got our bags, which um, when we say bags, it's actually a, a duffel bag that actually has some backpack straps and um, it's actually not that bad of a bag to Mm-mm. get with the race. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty cool bag, I would say. I was laughing because I think if you go back a couple years with Napa, they, ha- they had some pretty odd looking bags in the past, but they typically give you a bag. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was very happy with the looks of this bag. Yeah, it's, it's a good looking <laughs> bag. Um, and we... They actually, in, in the in the area where they're selling merchandise from this year and past years, actually had the bags, I think, from last year, which were, like, mm-hmm. just straight-up backpacks. Mm-hmm. They were selling for, like, five bucks, mm-hmm. which is not bad if you need a backpack. Right. But, yeah. Um, and then we also got our race shirts from this year, mm-hmm. um, which were cool. I actually like them. They're... They're, they're long-sleeve yeah. tech shirts. Uh, Gender-specific, because you guys know I really <laughs> care about that, so... So, yay for very you. Excited, very excited about that. Um... Did we say they're blue? No. Okay. In case anybody cares. Dark blue. Dark blue. And it just has, you know, Napa Valley Marathon on the front. Um, and that's pretty much it. Like, there's nothing on the back. There's nothing on the sleeves. So, fairly straightforward and simple. Yeah. I mean, the, I like. the, the sponsor, who is Kaiser Permanente, is listed right. on the front. But, yeah. And, and yeah. based on the throwaways that we bought, I, I definitely like this shirt better than yeah, the last couple years. Yeah, it's a good looking shirt. So. I agree. No complaints on that. So we picked up that stuff, picked up the bag. The, the The duffel bag that we talked about getting was actually, that's your gear check bag, which is pretty unusual. Um, so they actually wrote your numbers on a almost like a luggage tag that was attached to it. And that's what you were supposed to use for gear check the next day. So instead of giving you some... Like plastic drawstring, yeah. which is pretty typical at races. Yeah, it's definitely a higher quality bag for gear check. I'm much more spacious than what I'm used to checking um at races as well yeah um yeah so i I, that that's pretty much the expo like i said it was you know smallish room at the hotel i think outside they had some wine you could taste Mm -hmm. um, a table for that we and there was a couple tables outside the room too that 
um where that noon was there by the way um but yeah very small we weren't mm-hmm. there too long um they did have a speaker series in yes. in another of uh, the conference room they call it their um I think they call it like their marathon college, college or something like that so um some of their interesting speakers they like it they had a conversation with Joni so uh Joan Benoit Samuelson was there talking so um we didn't make it to that one but um it's it seemed like it was pretty popular mm-hmm. um and then another like another one on you know like the secrets to running the Napa Valley Marathon and and then that night I believe in that same room they had a pasta feed that people that you That's could right. purchase pasta tickets for yeah mm-hmm. yep so so that was our that was our Saturday um we we were actually we had room booked at the Marriott so that was our hotel um, for the evenings, which we chose because it made it super convenient for the expo. And as we get into buses the next day, mm-hmm. super convenient there. Um, was a little bit crazy in the hotel, like mm-hmm. the lobby and stuff on Saturday evening with just so many people. You know, it's, it's not a huge hotel. It's not a huge lobby. And so uh, very crowded, people checking in. It's kind of like chaotic. and pickup. And yeah. parking was actually um, probably not the easiest thing, but it was free. So nobody can complain about picking up um, and having to pay. That's true. Yeah, that's uh, true. Because sometimes yeah. that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so let's jump into actual race day Sunday morning. Um, not too bad of an early wake up call. The race, the official race start was going to be 7 a.m. start time, which is, you know, pretty much fine by us, mm-hmm. I think. Um, we were staying at, at the Marriott and we um, we had to pay an extra 10 bucks for buses, right? Yeah, to the start. To the start. So yeah. we paid for a bus. Um, that took us from the the Marriott Hotel and then would essentially drive us 26 miles away out to Calistoga for the start. So uh, no issue getting on the bus yeah. in the morning. There was also another option for individuals who uh, wanted to park at the finish mm-hmm. and then pay $10 to take a shuttle or a bus from the finish to the start. So yeah. that was for other people. Just want to mention that. And then post-race, there, there we did take and there was going to be buses that would take us back to the hotel post-race. So yes. That was so, so fairly convenient location to stay um for the race yeah no issues getting on the bus but some issues once we were on the bus our driver actually went the wrong direction Mm -hmm. Um, as happens quite a bit actually yeah pretty often (laughs) if you do a lot of races yeah uh, buses going the wrong way is not a shock so yeah um, but the driver went (laughs) several miles south before i don't know what happened and realized like oh yeah not going where i need to go and Eventually pulled off and turned and, around. And then we and had to do a turn in the middle um, of the road, which took quite in, a while in a, for in the a bus. Regular to... school bus, so it was like a lot of like just inching forward and back, forward and back, forward and back to turn us around. <laughs> but then we we but we we got headed in the right direction. We got headed made in it up the right there. direction. Um, yeah, the bus was actually the buses were scheduled at five fifteen a.m. Um, which mm-hmm. what time the buses were. So um, yeah, wrong direction, turned around, got going in the correct direction. Um, Headed out to Calistoga to the race start, I guess, um, was kind of interesting. And we were on the bus and, um, you know, we knew we were close to the start and the ra- the, the bus stops and, and basically a long line behind um, a couple other buses and a car. Or, uh, there were some cars up ahead or stuff. And um, I, I just assumed we were kind of in like almost traffic. Yeah, I just to, figured we were like in line to yeah, like to get to the place where we get to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the bus driver, not immediately, but opened the doors, and a few people kind of just, yeah, as as my thinking was, just decided to just hop out, and we're gonna walk from there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so a few people got up and lots of people just kind of sat on the bus and a few more people got up and, um, I mean, it was already, do you remember the time at this point? It was probably about 6.30. Not a little bit sooner than that? Maybe. 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 So maybe 6.20, like 6.30 is our... 6.25 at the okay. earliest. Is yeah. our best guesstimate. So, you know, we said, you know, I kind of said like, uh, hey, it's already like 6, going on 6.30 or whatever. I'm like, well, let's just go and walk and however far it is because I wasn't sure how far yeah, we, we were not sure. Start. Yeah. So we hopped out and started walking and walked past some other buses that were kind of, you know, Still had 25% people in them, maybe. Um, so we were just walking and walking. Finally, we got to the start area, realized the buses weren't in line to drop people off. That's just where the buses were stopped. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly. as far as they were going to go <laughs> yeah. until the race started. Because that road was literally blocked by the start line and what would be the course. So I'm glad we didn't wait any sit longer. there forever and wait for the bus to move. Because right. that would have been a very long time um and probably would have just taken us direct to the finish maybe not the worst idea you know could have skipped the whole running part but um i don't know could have gotten lost and gone further north (laughs) true um so yeah so good thing we got out um i guess people sitting on the bus were just staying warm um you mentioned the weather was pretty pretty cool by norcal standards always right we we put that disclaimer out there probably a million times but Mm -hmm. um i think it's always fair to say um yeah so we just walked over to the start the arch was right there Immediately took a look around looking for porta potties. Didn't see them. I think the announcer said they were down the road or something like that. So it was a little bit of a walk mm-hmm. um, down to the porta potties. They were not super close. Yeah, it seemed to... like a little bit further away than they needed to be, but mm-hmm. but it was fine. Yeah, no big yeah. deal. So we basically just went straight to the porta potty line because it was hey, it's six thirty. Race starts in thirty minutes, and you know there's always a line. Um, so we did that. You know, typical pre-race bathroom stop. After that, it was basically just get ready to go because you had to check gear bags mm-hmm. and um, it was basically time to start. So yeah, we, we were kind of laughing because I don't think we've ever had so little time at the start line before a marathon. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we tend to be early birds right. in general. Yeah. Um, but regardless of that, you know, we had less than 30 minutes from basically the time we arrived to the start. gun going off. Yeah. And so it's kind of... In one respect, it was nice because we didn't have to sit around or stand around in the cold and mm-hmm. wait. The other one was it was like just not a lot of time. So it ended yep. up being perfect. I think, um, you know, bathroom stop, gear checks, bags, kind of get your stuff, you know, ready, turn your headphones on, whatever, jump into kind of the start area. And it, I think it was five minutes to go. Mm-hmm. Um, they were basically just about to start the national anthem. Yep. Anything else you want to say there before race start? Um, no, like official corrals or anything just no. you know self-seating small yeah, race so you just yeah wherever just yep. smack on in there with everybody else mm-hmm. um gear check was really easy it was basically the first two buses that were closest to the starting arch and then they were just labeled by um like bib number so mm-hmm. that was like not an issue at all yeah that's it yep uh so national anthem was sung <laughs> which everybody's cracking up because the gentleman that was singing it um his his voice started super super cracking and he had <laughs> to like right. kind of cough and clear his throat a little yeah. bit and I mean, so, everybody, yeah everybody's just kind of laughing but but cheering as well you know being good sports about it so yeah, I think yeah. he actually got more cheers when he was done because of that than yeah. he would have if it would have been like like perfectly yeah, yeah, sung yeah. or something yeah. like that so just funny so seven a.m. race start um the race begins I don't did a gun go off did they yell was there a siren I don't even remember that it was it was all. some weird 
go? I don't know. No, it's like some weird siren or something, or like um, you know the the horn thing. Okay, but the, it, instead the of just like it was like. Like it went like forever. Like I think almost everybody probably went through the arch by the time like they turned that off. So it's kind of funny. Um, yeah. So go time. Just start running down the road. Yeah. Uh, which would be uh, our twenty-six mile trip back to to Napa. Um, how do we want to approach this? Going over the race. Uh, you want to just maybe do just an overview of the course itself, and then our races individually, or sure, okay. let's do that. Okay. Let me start with the turns because that's interesting. So, so you start <laughs> yeah. running, at, you know, at mile zero, let's call mm-hmm. it. And it's a it's a it's a two lane road, completely closed off to start with mm-hmm. for runners. And you know, basically, most of the races run on what's called Silverado Trail, which mm-hmm. is not a trail; it's a road. Um, but it's well known in Napa mainly because it's vineyards on each side and wineries. Yeah, and so, it's if just you're lined heading with vineyards, if, yeah, if you're heading out to Napa, you're probably going to go to do wine tasting or something like that. You're probably going to end up visiting some winery out on Silverado Trail. Mm-hmm. I will just mention, if you've run Ragnar Napa in the past or you're thinking about it, Silverado Trail is where the last six legs... Used to be. Uh, used to be. Mm-hmm. They don't do that anymore? Uh, there's, of course, change like a, a year or two ago, okay. so I'm not positive. But So then don't look to that in the future <laughs> if you're <not> Napa. <laughs> but if you've run it in the past, then you're familiar with it. Then this. you're familiar with yeah. it. So, um, and you basically go through... You start at Calistoga. You go through St. Helena... Rutherford, Oakville, Unteville, and Napa, which are all you know total wine country areas. So, yeah. Um, this course is net downhill, not much. Um, it's it's kind of a little rolly course. It's I think it's a pretty there's there's no there's nothing on there I would call a hill that was worth mentioning. I agree. Yeah, uh, and I usually disagree with you on that. <laughs> usually, I say there's hills, right? No, it's usually the other the way other around. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, nothing. although you did say that you didn't think it was net downhill afterwards, but it it really was. Yeah, I don't. You know, we've had that discussion about CIM in the past, and I agree that CIM is net downhill now. But um, but yeah, after running this one, I was like downhill. Uh, I don't know. You know, there was a lot of times I felt like I was just barely going uphill. So, um, but it, but in that regard, it's you know, it's not a tough course. It's not pancake flat or anything. It's not super downhill. But technically, it's a net downhill. The net downhill might be what a hundred feet or something like that. So. Um, and if you look at the elevation profile, I think it actually makes it look hillier than it, than it was, it actually to be is. honest. Yeah. I think I derailed you from talking about the turns though. Sorry yeah. about that. Let's well, that's okay. That. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, what I was going to say was you start at mile zero and then you reach your first actual turn on the course at mile 23. Mm-hmm. So, um, the course Silverado trail, the, the road there, that two lane road, you know, it kind of winds through the vineyards and stuff, a little downhill, a little up, you roll a little bit, but but there's no actual turns until you literally get to mile 23. So if you're somebody who doesn't like a lot of turns on a course, this is a great course this for is you. Awesome. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, several turns at the finish as you have to get into um, the finish line, but, but basically 23 miles without a single turn, just kind of, you know, the roll up, the roll down, the, the, the course kind of just winds a little bit through the vineyards. Um, there's a lot of it's not so much camber on the road, um, but the, but some of the roads early on they're they're pretty banked, so you are going to be running, you know, it's that situation going to be running one leg higher than the other mm-hmm. for stretches at a time. Yeah. Nothing you can really do about that. Um, the the nice thing is that because it did um, it followed the the trail, which again, like you said, it's not a trail, it's a road, but um, and so there's you know the the trail itself or the the road you know turns naturally anyways that you're not always running like with with the 
the banked on one side, you know, so you're, you know, sometimes it's your right leg that's lower, your left yeah. leg. So I was. You have to even things out. Yeah, it pretty much evens it out. Yep. Switch sides. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the nice thing about the course is it's pretty straightforward. Um, like I said, vineyards, both sides, nice views. If you like views of vineyards, of the mm-hmm. hills. Um, it was foggy to start because it was just that type of day. Yeah. Very, yeah. very, very misty, very foggy. Not mm-hmm. a ton of visibility. I think Initially, until I yeah. got to mile probably seven. Um, after that, the, the, the skies cleared, mm-hmm. turned out to be one hell of a beautiful day. Yep. Amazingly beautiful day, actually. Um, with nice cool temps. I mean, it was kind of cold at the start, but it was in terms of running weather for a marathon, no complaints there. It ended up being perfect. Um, really beautiful actually in, in terms of the day that it, it turned out to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so we mentioned aid stations. Yeah. There was 13 of them. Mm-hmm. If I'm reading the, the map correctly. Yeah. Um, Approximately two miles apart. Yeah. I mean, there was one that was, I think, a little bit longer. And then there was a couple that were a little bit shorter, but roughly about two miles apart. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them had uh, water and Gatorade. The mm-hmm. majority had Gatorade first, then water, but not all of them. Um, and then there was officially, I think, at least two aid stations that also had um, Honey Stinger um, energy products. That was the the fuel on mm-hmm. course there. Um, I think there was a couple of other stations where they kind of just had some gels out there in case you needed them. And um, towards the second half of the race, they also had, I don't know if it was every aid station because I didn't pay attention, um, but quite a few of them actually had um, bananas and orange slices. Um, so I was pretty thrilled about that. I like eating my fruit out on course. So mm-hmm. it's always nice to have something different to mix it up. So I saw that pretty consistently. Um, aid stations are pretty pretty small. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about a small race. Um, plenty of volunteers. I mean, you know, the nice thing with so few people and, you know, you don't, you were never really crowded going into an aid station or grabbing no. water. I mean, there was always people there to hand you stuff, but you could have grabbed it off a table super easy. Right. Because there's plenty of space around you. So that wasn't an issue at all. I got a little thrown at the first aid station because I just kind of forgot that it was a smaller race, mm. you know, and so I'm used to like, so kind small. of like tables, <laughs> you know, of the aid station. So then I was like, oh my gosh, I almost like missed my water because I just like was thinking it was going to, you know, the aid station was going to keep going. I mean, it was well staffed, like you said, it wasn't an issue at all, but I just mentally, I was thinking that it was going to keep going for a while. And then I had to remind myself like, oh no, this is a smaller race. Like there's really just going to be like one table, right. you know, so, so grab what you need. <laughs> um, yeah, I was thrown at the first aid station because... It was the, the first aid station, and it was the only one that actually they did Gatorade on the left side of the road and water on the right side of the road. And so I happened to be on the right side, and I wanted Gatorade, so I had to cross back um, to the other side of the road. But that's the only aid station that did yeah. that. So I remember them announcing it, though, at least when I came through, like pretty well, so that people knew ahead of time like where to go. Um, this is a race that also offered, uh, if you wanted to take special drinks and actually have them out on course. Mm-hmm. I don't know... I didn't pay enough attention to, to, to see how many um, different aid stations they would actually have your drinks out there. But I, I think you had to drop off your drinks at the start by like 6.45 or something like that. And they, they did make plenty of announcements like, hey, you got like five more minutes to drop off your drinks. Um, and then they drove them out to um, specific aid stations. So you'd have them there, which is which is kind of nice, you know, if you want something other than what they're having on course and you don't want to carry it on you. So we didn't do that. Um, I had thought about it before um, if I was going to go for a little bit faster time but change my mind when my training wasn't there so yeah I, I really didn't think about it you know when it came time to race weekend at all although retrospect i'm like ah, i should have done it just to done it it's your chance to just to done it yeah no i mean i was gonna say it's, <laughs> it's your chance to pretend to be an elite in yeah a way. 
So yeah. kind of a situation is you would have similar to an elite where you get, you know, your own special stuff and you put it on the tables and, you know, you got to grab it off of, you know, whatever tables. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, same situation as the aid station. It's one little table that had the, the, this, the special bottles. Right. And it was, it was plenty big though. I mean, it was, yeah, it yeah. was big enough. And I, I kind of, I think I even mentioned to you, um, you know, like I noticed like the special drinks and it just kind of glanced over and towards the end, I actually saw somebody who just, their special drink was like a ginger ale. I'm like, oh, that's not a bad <laughs> idea. You know, I never would have thought like to have that as like a special drink in case like, you know, feeling well or, you know, instead of like, you know, like a specific sports drink, you know, just having like a ginger ale in case your stomach's like, so was it not a, doing a can, well. So was it in a can, right? Yeah. It was like a small can. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's really smart. <laughs> Well, I was just thinking, I'm like, oh, I should have just taken a can of Coke and just stuck my name on it with a label and grabbed it at, you know, whatever yeah. aid station. I wonder if you, could you do alcohol? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think you could, I think if it was, obviously it was alcohol, I don't think you could, but. Oh, okay. Oh my I God. Mean, I don't know. Just I grab don't... a can of beer and stick your name no, on it. No, I mean, it. you could probably put beer like in a water bottle or something, so. Just thinking. Yeah. Sorry. Attach it, tape it to like a, a box of pizza and see if they'll take that out there for you. <laughs> it's not the worst idea. <laughs> Have a whole meal out there. I could have put cookies in a bottle. <laughs> It could have been like an opaque bottle so they can't see yeah. what's in there, right? And no, then you just... I, I would have done it. See, now I really wish I would have done it, you know, because I could have done my own. I would have done a Coke can at one. Uh-huh. And then the other one, I would have gotten like a clear bottle, uh-huh. but just put Oreo cookies inside of it. Just like, just like a cylinder of Oreo yeah, cookies. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> would, you, would you have remembered, though, at that point that you even had those there? I don't know. I might have just ran right by. Yeah. I was pretty oblivious, to be honest, at a lot of the stations. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I don't know why I was really oblivious at, at a lot of this Interesting. stuff. Interesting. So. Um, yeah. All right. Anything else we want to say about the course? Uh, there, I did, I did see medical. They did have uh, medical stations out there, um, at several locations. I know the map, the map actually has ambulances. I didn't pay attention if there was ambulances or not, but there was definitely medical, uh, yeah. tents along and the course. And it was very, it was very obvious, you know, so if you needed help, like where, where to go. Um, I did see some ambulance out, on, ambulances out on course, but I don't remember if they were specifically at like the medical stations or just out on course, like just, yeah. yeah. I and did then, see uh, two sag wagons. I did. Um, and I saw one kind of driving up and down. Which so, is weird. But yeah. I yeah. mean, I guess maybe they were driving somebody to, I don't know. Or they were picking just people cruising up. the course. Yeah, yeah I, don't I don't know. Who knows? Um, and they also did have people out on bikes kind of as, you know, course marshal checking mm-hmm. on people. Um, that type of thing. Yeah. Uh, which I'll tell a story about that yeah. later. Don't <laughs> let me forget on that one. I won't. Um, yeah. Other, other than that on the course, um, like you said, no turns until mile 23. And then even then it was kind of a straightaway for a while. And then a couple of turns like towards the finish, um, kind of just getting into like the neighborhoods. Um, and not tons of turns, but that's really, I'd say like the, like 90% of the turns were concentrated in the last, what, like mile and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just do like some residential areas to get to the, the finish line, which finishes at a high school. Right. So. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. just the little turns to kind of get you into um, the high school, which was funny just because um, I didn't know there were so many turns like right at the finish line. I didn't either. And this is kind of going into my race, but um, I, I think I was just about mile 26 and there was a spectator there. It was like, yeah, a few more turns to go. And me and the guy next to me were kind of just like, a few more turns. Like we're at mile 26. How many turns could there possibly? <laughs> In the last point two? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was just right before 26. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, turns? What turns? I mean, you know, I thought. But there were. Yeah. More, yeah. More than one. But we were kind of like, oh, turns. It's, yeah. This guy's crazy. But um, um no um real on-course entertainment not that they no. advertise it at all but i'm just mm-hmm. mentioning it i think there was like one school band um very early on and that was all i really remember um not a whole lot of spectators um more towards the end and you can kind of tell where like there were easier access points because yeah. it would be like clustered you know there um a couple of like you know residents you know when you're walking or not walking well 
yeah, maybe walking when you're running by, you know, just out there kind of cheering. And, um, but yeah, not, not a, a course with a lot of spectators or nope. entertainment out there. So mm, not yeah. that type of race. No. Um, they did have mile markers at every mile. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also had a big like bucket to throw kind of anything in really. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had a little sign on there, but it was basically for like, I think the majority early on was like for throwaways, you yeah. know, which is what mostly what you saw. Uh, but it, it also said that you could throw like, you know, trash in there and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So I figure, you know, they're going to sort it out later. So it's all like, you know, like empty gel packets and, and that sort of thing. So it was kind of nice to have something at every mile. So you knew, and that was consistent. So you knew like, if I'm going to get rid of like a, a sweater or I mean, like the long, long sleeve texture that I had, like, okay, I'll just save it to like the next mile marker and dump it there versus like, you know, waiting for your aid station. I don't want to litter here, but I want to get rid of it. So it was kind of nice just having that every single mile. And it's easier for the race people because yeah. if, if we can all make it into the big, you know, it was almost like a storage tote. Um, yeah. If we can yeah. all check it in there. It's less for them to have to pick up off the ground, although mm-hmm. there's still a lot of crap on the ground. So There but, was. Um, but it, but it's a little easier, a little more, not so much junk on the roads that they have to worry about picking up later. So what else? I think that was it for, for the course that I have. Okay. Should we talk about the finish line? Sure. Um, uh, there is a there was a six hour time limit. Okay. For the course. That you were going to say that. there there was a finish line. Was, no. Yeah, no. 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 I just wanted to mention that. Yeah. Six hour cut. Yep. Um, finish line was just in in, in the high school. I mean, like on mm-hmm. on campus. I wasn't sure if it was going to be like on the track or something. You know, like when we were kind of getting close. Yeah. I'm like, I wonder. But it, no, it was just like you know, just somewhere on on campus. Um, yeah. I mean, there's there's you know finisher's arch you go through um so yeah so finisher arch you go through <laughs> the one unique thing yeah wasn't right. expecting it and kind of for a split second was super weird was um and i'll just say and you can kind of echo maybe the same sentiment across the finish line um there was a young young lady there high school student age um came up to me and it's like are you okay i'm like yeah i'm good um <laughs> <laughs> like what <laughs> Like, I'm fine. In my head, I'm like, do I look that bad? What's going on? You know, um, gave me a bottle of water. Um, and then she kind of like walked with me towards the metal. She kind of escorted me mm-hmm. to the metal and um, somebody else gave me my metal. And then she's like, oh, here's the the cap in case you want that. I'm like, okay, thanks. And and that was it. And I was like, wow, that, that was weird. I was like, did I look, did I look like I was in that bad of shape? You know, I didn't think so or anything. And then I kind of turned around and looking back at the finish line, kind of realized that they were doing this for every single runner that crossed the finish line. So basically... Once you crossed the finish line, there was somebody there, a volunteer there, who's basically your kind of personal attendant, your escort to kind of just check on you and get you your water and kind of, you know, make sure you're okay and kind of walk you over to the medals. And that was it, right? Yeah. So very unexpected. Mm-hmm. You know, after you just ran 26 miles, it seemed kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually think that was something very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you kind of had the same experience, right? Yeah, it was funny because I was coming through the, the finisher's arch and then like two people ahead of me. I saw like a volunteer like come directly at the runner and and kind of put their arm around him, right? And like hand him water. And I'm like, oh, he didn't look that bad. I wonder if he's okay, <laughs> right? And then I realized like the person right in front of me also had somebody too. And I'm like, gosh, he didn't look bad either. And then all of a sudden, like somebody comes up next to me and hands me my water. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, thanks. And then I'm like, um, she's kind of lingering. Like, why is she walking with me? And, you know, but, you know, she's like, oh, yeah, you're okay. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm good. But yeah, so then I realized like, oh, and then I look over and you just see the whole like, line or queue of volunteers that are like mm-hmm. coming up next for the next runner, next runner, next runner. So it's kind of nice that they do kind of check on you a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. in case like you're going to collapse or, I mean, then there's somebody like right there, yeah. you know, to be able to alert somebody. So, 
Um, but she didn't give me my cap for my water. And so I walk <laughs> up. So I'm like, oh, man, now I can't like cover up my water. But, but yeah, I thought it was, I mean, the first time I've ever seen that. Mm-hmm. Totally unique. I think great idea if you can make it work. Obviously, you can't do that in a race with like 30,000 right. runners. But, you know, under 2,000, you know, or under 1,500, mm-hmm. if you can make it work, I think it's 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 a great idea. Yeah, it's, an, it's a nice little touch. It's, yeah. you know, another way to keep an eye on the runners and... Mm-hmm. Make sure we head off in the right direction. Right. Sometimes we come across a little discombobulated. You know, yeah. A and you're like, where do I go now? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So that was kind of cool and unique. Mm-hmm. Um, right after that were the medals, like you mentioned. Medals. Yeah, and that's um, that's where my buddy left me. I got my medal and she left, <laughs> that's and that's when I abandoned. realized, like, oh, okay, yeah. So medals, and then it's, uh, I think, like race pictures, maybe. Yeah, they had race that. pictures there, which I took a left and avoided. because yeah. that's the last thing I wanted. But right, and then they, and then you got a, a little Whole Foods. A little bag oh, right. with a couple little snacks in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so always nice. We always mention it's always nice to have a little bag to hold your snacks in versus like if they just hand you like yeah. a banana and a bar and you're like, I have nowhere to put this, you know, so nice to have that. And that, and then right after that, you kind of exited the the secure runner zone is what I'll call it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're kind of all familiar with what that is, you know, like families and spectators can't come into that area. Um, so then you basically exit that and you're out like into the high school area. Um, they Basically, have... kind of out on the quad. Pretty, yeah, <laughs> the pretty much. School, yeah, right? yeah, you're... exactly. Um, they didn't have any mylar blankets at the finish. No. Um, I think if it had been as cold as it was at the start, it would have been a good idea. But mm. I think since the temperature was warmed up a little bit, um, it was okay without them. They did have signage all over the place um, to get wherever you wanted to go, um, which was great. You know, they had a sign for you know like buses, you know, back to hotels this way. Um, they had um, signs to food. Um, to the gym, which is where all of the gear check bags were, um, to massage, just various things. So they had they had signage all over the place, which is which is great because, like you said, you know, once you're kind of done with that, you're you want to make you you want it to be as easy as possible to figure out where you want to go. Right. Like, okay, I got to pick up my bag. Where do I go? So um, when I came through, I just went over to the gymnasium to pick up gear check bag, and it was they were super efficient, super quick. They had everything already lined out on the gym floor. They saw me coming in the door and can see my bib and like grab my bag before I even made it there. Um, and people were just kind of sitting on the bleachers too and just relaxing. And then they did have the the showers open, um, the the boys and girls, you know, locker rooms. So for people who wanted to shower, um, they could do that. Uh, and then they had uh, food set up in the cafeteria um, with Whole Foods again, you know, being the, the main sponsor there. They had some, you okay? Yeah. Like ran into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> You're right over there. Just clutching <laughs> okay. up, can I say? <laughs> they had uh, uh, tomato soup with some non bread, which is really good. They had some acai bowls, yogurt, fruit. Uh, I think that's that's what they had, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, I just grabbed soup and bread, and yeah, that was it. So I didn't pay mm-hmm. attention to anything else, which yeah. is really good. Yeah. So, and they had things kind of just spread out over the, the quad area. They had plenty of places to sit too, which is really nice. Actually, like tons was... of tables, like in the cafeteria, in the gymnasium, and even just out in the quad area, like tons of like just tables and benches and, mm-hmm. you know, versus like having to like sit on the floor and then have to get up, you know, after a marathon. So. Yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah. Anything you wanted to mention about um, the finish area that I didn't mention? No. I mean, then there were signs back to buses, back to the hotels, mm-hmm. which was easy to follow. We had actually walked over there when it was time to go and. Buses just happened to be pulling up and hopped on the bus and yeah. it was a couple minute wait and we were off and back to our hotel. Um, the one thing you did not find at the finish line that you might expect from the Napa Valley Marathon is wine, mm-hmm. but they don't do wine at the finish line. Nope. 
Um, they don't do wine on course. Nope. So uh, if you're expecting that, you will be disappointed, um, I guess. So even though it's kind of wine-ish themed, I guess, but um, but no wine at the finish line. It is a high school that they that they yeah, finish. They said, yeah. Which, so they said they wouldn't. That's why they don't have wine there yeah, right. or don't serve wine there. So the the only one that I did see physically there was for the the overall winners who mm-hmm. actually win their weight in wine. Right. So that was like cases for them to take with them. But yeah, nothing nothing open um, to partake in right then and there. Which which you told me because I I wasn't aware. Apparently the the female winner was a nineteen year old. Yeah. So they couldn't give her her right. wine, and she was she's by herself. Age. Yeah. And so... I think she drove up from like Southern California or something, so they couldn't. Oh, crazy. Yeah, so they couldn't give her her wine. So they did you know, weigh her and they said, oh, you'll have to come back in two years to pick up your wine. And they're like, better yet, come back in two years, win the race again, and then you'll just get double at that point. So, yeah, but they said that was the first time like that had ever happened. So I was thinking, bummer, they should have had something else like, I don't know, her Is waiting ice cream or apple juice. I don't know. I don't know something. Yeah, maybe yeah. she'd rather wait for the wine. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's the finish line. I'm trying to think if we're missing anything on that one. I don't think so. So I guess let's circle back around and share a little bit about our days and how we felt and how things okay. went. You want to go first? It, it makes no difference. You go first. I, I go I, first. Because I, I usually tend to go first. So we'll mix it up this time. Um, okay. So how did my day go? <laughs> <laughs> I had very low expectations for this race. Okay. Um, I think, as I said in the last episode, I I was on track to be prepared to run a marathon in May. And this was March what day was the actual race? March 4th. 4th. Um, so definitely not in marathon shape. Uh, to be perfectly honest, probably the least prepared I've been for a marathon. So, um, yeah, didn't have high expectations. Um, so, so what was your, did you have a goal at all? Or I, My goal was to finish before okay. the cutoff time, to okay. be completely honest. Um, honestly, if, if, I, if you had asked me to bet money before the race, what I would have ended up running in terms of time i probably would have said a 540 that's how um not confident and kind of mm-hmm. out of shape i felt uh going into this race although like i said you know february is a good month getting stronger um ended up running a 518 so i mean I, I beat my predictions by you know 22 minutes so thrilled with that you know definitely would like to be running 20 or 30 minutes faster than that though so sure. yeah. um, disappointment on that side but um you know, my my back didn't give me any problems until basically mile 25. My knee pretty much held up throughout the day, thankfully, because there was no hills. That kind of helps my, my knee survive the day. Um, about mile 18, really didn't feel great. Kind of a little bit lightheaded. I was like, huh, not feeling too great. This is not good. Let me, let me, when I got to the aid station around 18-ish, whatever it was, um, I was like, all right, let me make sure I get a gel. Um, <laughs> actually jumped in line for the porta potty just to had to pee real quick but um i thought it was a good time to you know it wasn't feeling great so it was kind of a good time to stop and wait for a porta potty and get a little rest there um and i like how I, you tried to say that fancy so it didn't seem so bad yeah you know so i don't want to stand yeah. here and talk about mm-hmm. you know personal sure. things but yeah um, okay moving on but um you know that's my way of saying i need, need to make a porta potty stop but not a long porta potty stop mm-hmm. right okay. so um so it was a good time you know to stand in line. there's only two people um we didn't even mention there was porta potties like almost at every aid station but oh yeah there was yeah, which is also nice to have that consistently be which there. Which had some long lines early for such a small race that I didn't notice. But back to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I didn't feel great at like 18-ish. So took a gel, took a gel, I think, at the next two aid stations to just 
um, kind of improve things. And, and, and I did felt better and that was fine. Um, you know, it was, was tough towards the end, a lot of walking, but I didn't, you know, blow up or feel absolutely horrible, um, at all. So, I mean, it was just a long, slow day, which is what I expected and kind of went better than I, better than I feared. Not as good as I hoped pretty much, I think sums it up. Um, the two stories I got to share from my day was, uh, so it was a cool morning. I, I actually had a long sleeve and my embrace running shirt over my long sleeve throwaway, which the $1 throwaway I did wear and ended up not throwing away. Um, so that'll be a throwaway for another race, but about mile four, I had gloves cause it was a cold day. Got to the aid station. It was going to take a gel at four. Sometimes I take my glove off when I have gels because mm-hmm. it's easier. It's easier and yeah. gels sometimes make a mess and I don't yeah. want to have, you know, goo all over my, my glove. So I took my glove off. I took my right glove off. Um, had my gel and tore. I did one of those where you tear it open and it's not open. So I had to tear it open twice. Uh, took my gel, drink my whatever I drink at the time. Start to go running again. Go to put on my other, put my glove back on. And I, I, I you know, you know, like if you have a dog, you, you ever play a trick on a dog and they give you that dumb look mm-hmm. of like, huh? Yeah. That's what the look happened? that must have been on my face because I was like, where the hell is my glove? Right. I'm like, and I, I think I was literally staring at my left hand going, my glove should be in my hand, <laughs> but it's not in my hand. And I was like, I'm like checking. Sometimes, you know, I'll shove the, it in my, because I have pockets on the back of my shorts. Sometimes I've tucked it in my waistband and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm starting to run and I'm checking my pockets and I'm checking my waistband. I'm like, where the hell did my glove go? I'm like, man. So I guess I dropped my glove um, <laughs> at some point at that aid station. And that's pretty early on in the race, too. Pretty for, early on in the be, race. To be dropping your glove accidentally and not, like, you know, getting rid of it on purpose. Yeah, on a cold day. Yeah. So I was like, well, I just look silly running with one glove on. So I took the <laughs> other one off and put it in my pocket. And then I think about a mile or two later, I was like, man, my hands are really cold. So I went back to wearing one <laughs> glove. And I think it's... I was My plan was to switch it back and forth. But um, as we said, the day got sunnier and brighter. So I I didn't need it. So I ended up just checking that. The one glove that I still had, I think at mile 16 or something like that. So um, the shirt that I bought that I intended to throw away came home with me and the gloves that I intended to keep got thrown away. Although the funny thing is these are the cheapest gloves yeah. that I actually got from you mm-hmm. probably five years ago with the intention of throwing them away five years ago at a race. And they've probably been through, I don't even know how many races, <laughs> but um, they finally have run there. They finally life. got thrown away. Yeah. So yeah. so that was the first story. One, I wanted one to by share. accident, but yeah. But like I said, I had that really stupid look. I was just so confused at the time, going, "Where the hell did this glove go?" Because I, I, you know, I don't whatever. Um. So the second story, at about, and I'm guessing mileage here, somewhere between 19 and 22, one of those, you know, course marshals on a bike, kind of bikes past me. Um. You know, he's kind of going against traffic, you could say. And then all of a sudden, this this guy on a bike pulls up to me. And he's like, "Hey." I'm like, hey, he's like starting to cramp up. I'm like, no. <laughs> and I was running. That's, that's I exactly what you want to hear, right? <laughs> I was like, I was running. I wasn't walking at the time. I was like, no. I was like, do I look that bad to you? And he's like, no. Um, he's like, oh, that's not it. You know, it's, it's somebody up ahead said that there was somebody back here, like starting to cramp up in a blue shirt. Um, I, I think he said it said something about like home run or something, which I don't know. I was wearing my embrace running shirt, which said embrace running on the front. So obviously didn't say anything about home run, but I was like, uh, nope not me he's like okay and and that was it so in my head i was going and do i look that bad i was like i don't understand right but, um i got a good laugh out of it and then when you couple that with crossing the finish line again and yeah, you know and like, somebody coming up terrible right, you're you like know? geez i just look horrible today like all these people are <laughs> checking on me 
<laughs> Must be. Yeah, you know, I was like, what is going on here? Um, That's pretty funny. So that was my other story. The only other thing I wanted to add that was, um, oh, before that, uh, Honey Stinger was the the gels, mm-hmm. of course. So I brought my own. I also tried Honey Stingers, which I've never tried before. Don't like them, so won't try those again. Um, just personal preference. Nothing wrong with them. Um, forgot where I was going with my next story. Something about the oh. gels, or oh no, no. So, oh. so the 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 race course, the race took place. You know, on the Silver Road Auto Trail, which is this two-lane road, and the whole road was completely closed early on for us. Oh, right, right, yeah, in both late, lanes, yeah. Yeah, in the later miles, um, they were kind of bringing Highway Patrol was moving traffic on one lane, and runners were on the other the lane. other lane. Yeah. The thing that just kept cracking me up was every time I looked ahead of me, or if I looked behind me a couple times, almost all runners were running on the shoulder of the road, even though we had the lane of the road yeah. closed to us, and I was doing the same thing, um, partially because. I was taking a lot of walk breaks towards the end of the race, so I would just naturally kind of to get out of the way. Yeah, get out of the way. Although there's not that many people, so I didn't even need to do that. But I was just cracking up every time I looked ahead down the road. Basically, all the runners were running on the shoulder of the road. I'm like, we have the whole lane of the road. There's no reason to be running on the shoulder. Although, granted, there was a big shoulder. Right, there was. I mean, there was plenty of room. No reason. But I I just, I was like, in my head, I was like, wow, are are we just as runners so used to running on the side of the roads that it just seems natural to kind of just move over to the side of the road. I think so. so. I think especially when it's like those later miles where you're mentally kind of checking out, you just go back to like what's normal for you or what's like your habit. Like, oh, I just kind of run on the shoulder normally, like at home, you know, Mm -hmm. like just right next to the line. So let me do that again, even though I have this whole lane (laughs) to be able to run through. Because I noticed the same thing too. Because I even looked up a couple times. I'm like, why am I running on the shoulder? And why is everybody else running on the shoulder? We have this whole lane, you know, but it's just, I think it's just a force of habit. Uh So I think that was everything um, from my race that I was going to mention. So let's move on over to your race. Yeah. So my race was uh, was interesting. So um, I didn't have uh, as much training as I had hoped going into an Epic Valley Marathon. Although I did get some some good long runs in, um, as you had mentioned. But from you know us being sick in January, you know that kind of took a hit on my training. But regardless, I figured about four hour finish time was reasonable mm-hmm. based on my training and the paces I had been running. So I just figured I'd kind of aim for that and see what the day brought. So really tried not to start too fast. Uh, I still ran a little bit faster than I wanted to initially, but I felt really good and I didn't feel like I was, you know, working hard at all. Um, so I really like made sure I wasn't running too fast, felt great through about mile 10. And then I started feeling not so good and I don't really know why. It's just all of a sudden I was like, wow, I feel really tired for being at mile 10. So I normally wouldn't feel this way running just 10 miles, just in general, you know, like, why am I feeling that way now? Um, and I thought, well, I mean, I don't know who knows. It's just, it's a little funk or, you know, whatever that you get through. So, um, didn't really seem to get better. Started feeling like my breathing was kind of getting a little out of control and my heart rate was kind of going up and I'm not really sure why, um, I had already had two gels by that point. So I knew like I was okay in terms of that. And I'd been drinking at every aid station, but not overly drinking. It wasn't a hot day. I couldn't really figure it out, but I just did not feel well. So I, I don't even remember. I, I ended up slowing down a little bit and I don't remember at what mile I might've been at the half marathon mark. Um, I ended up having to walk for a little ways cause I just did not feel well. And I, I just, I was a little worried because I, I thought if I don't feel better than this, like I'm not going to be able to finish. Cause I just, I really don't feel good. So I was like, well, I mean, 
let me just walk it through and see what happens. See if I can like walk the rest of the race. I was trying to like, do, you know, do the calculations real quick. Like if I have to walk, you know, a half marathon, you know, will I come out in the cut? And I'm like, oh, I think so. Um, but I'm like, I really don't want to walk a half marathon. You know, like that's a long time. But I ended up kind of run walking for a couple of miles and my pace definitely took a hit. But at that point, I, you know, knew like, okay, who cares about four hours? Like, you know, it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. Just make sure, you know, you're feeling okay, essentially. Um, and I really just wanted to finish at that point. So I'm um, still not really sure what exactly happened, but I didn't feel great for the rest of the race. I did feel better as time went on and I was able to run more and more of it as the miles went on and a little bit faster, but I had some, some pretty slow miles in there in comparison to my earlier miles as far as pace goes. And I ended up making two bathroom stops just because I was walking through the eight stations and I was like, well, I'll just go to the bathroom, you know, <laughs> like I have time. I'll just right. stop. I don't know. Like, what's the point? So, um, yeah, it, I ended up finishing, I think like in four twenty one. Um, so obviously not the time that I wanted, but, um, that, that was just the, what I had in me, I guess that day. Uh, and I felt fine afterwards, mm-hmm. you know, even towards like the, the last part of the race, I felt fine. Um, felt fine the rest of the day. Have felt fine since then. I'm not really sure. I don't. I don't know really what happened, but I just was not feeling good at the time, and so I had to back off. So, a little disappointing. I think in the moment I was more disappointed than I am now, or I was afterwards, because I was just like, wow, I was feeling really good, and it felt like it was going to be a great race, and the course is awesome, you know, as far as like net downhill, and it's not hot, you know, like all these things, and yeah, it just didn't. It just didn't work out. So. um I don't know. I mean, that's, I don't really have much else to say about my race other than I probably did more walking this marathon that I've done any other marathon that I've walked, that I've run by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was different, you know, just kind of like run walking and, and then making sure that I didn't just walk like, because, or I didn't walk like too long just because I was already walking. I'm like, okay, let me try to run a little bit and even pick like something like up ahead. Like, okay, let me just try to run to that. Let me just try to run to the next mile marker. Let me just try to run like the next, you know, quarter of a mile, you know, and then I would, any, any slight incline I would walk, I walked through the whole second half of the aid stations, taking my time to like hydrate and all of that. So I might've been a little bit dehydrated because I was really thirsty, um, for like the second half of the race. And I felt better once I started getting like Gatorade and water in my body. So I don't know if that was part of it. I don't know. I wasn't sick ahead of time. I don't know. Just one of those things, I guess. Yeah. So it's, it's for you, um, pretty off. Day, yeah, I would say, Cause, you know, yeah. you, you know, you run faster, you run slower, but, but this is kind of was pretty far off for yeah. you, I guess. Yep. Um, Cause you, you tend to be pretty consistent actually. Right. Um, and I mean, I even showed you my mile splits and I was pretty consistent through like mile 10 Yeah. and then all of a sudden it like dropped off. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's good. You didn't have any goals or you weren't chasing a PR or anything like right. that. So it's a good day to not have a good day. Right. So. And it was actually a r- pretty pretty course yeah so, so you, then at that point i was like oh let me just take some pictures you know let me just enjoy it take some pictures and you know yeah just 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 get through the day so the the flip side to not running as fast as i wanted to or as i normally do is i had very little muscle soreness afterwards <laughs> <laughs> so like i'm like not sore at all today because my legs were fine it was just whatever for whatever reason like my breathing and my my heart rate we're not we're not doing well that day and you had less time that you had to wait for me you know so that's true that's true yeah good point that's why i did that (laughs) that's right you just didn't want to get bored (laughs) yeah exactly so yeah that was that was pretty much uh my race i did definitely enjoy um like the orange slices that they had and 
you know, the bananas and stuff. I had a little bit of that towards the, the last part of the race because at that point I'd kind of rather have that than another gel after like the fourth gel. Yeah, I know. Gel, so, gels get old. Yeah. So even though I try to take like different flavors and stuff, but yeah. still. I did grab some Honey Stinger Chews, which I actually really like their chews because um, they're not, um, they're like softer than some of the other chew type uh, products. <laughs> so yeah, those, those, those are pretty good, but. Yeah, I had intended to try the the honey stinger chews, but like I said, I was pretty oblivious yeah. during aid station. <laughs> so I was like, I, I think I saw my one. I was like, ah, okay, and I just kind of kept running. So, all right, yeah. well, that's that's our races. Yeah, um, in a in in some kind of nutshell. Um, so I guess let's wrap it up. Um, kind of put our final stamp on this. Um, a a pretty cool race. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty low key pretty mellow yeah. smallish in size mm-hmm. so if that appeals to you that that could be a good one i'd say if you're neither one of us are really like big wine drinkers right um and so we actually didn't do any wine tasting or anything like that kind of you know the day before day after um because one we're not big wine drinkers and two we're from the bay area so we've we've actually been to napa valley do the wine tasting thing many times before mm-hmm. so there was kind of no reason to do it again but if you're a wine drinker this this might be a good race to kind of come to napa you know you can go do the napa wine train the day before or you know go out to a nice dinner have some napa wines mm-hmm. go do some wine tasting day before day after type of thing yep um a real you know if that if that's something that interests you it's a it's a good race to kind of take the weekend and do that um the one random thing i was going to say is if you're a cyclist it's not a bad time to go for a ride. On the Silverado Trail? Yeah, because yeah. you basically, you know, I don't think anybody's going to care that you're out there with a bike and mm-hmm. the roads are basically closed to cars. So um, kind of a nice day for that. But um, Or if you're a runner in the area that really wants to do a long run on the Silverado Trail. Yeah, not not with the race. Don't right. bandit it. But yeah. yeah. Go the opposite way. Go the opposite way. Did yeah. actually kind of run into several people running towards yeah. the end of the course. Yeah. So. Yep. Like, hey, you're going the wrong way. I know. You know? Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> Where's your bib? What's going on? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, a, pr- a pretty cool race. Um, I know for me personally, this is about as small as a marathon that I would probably ever want to do. Mm-hmm. I, ca- I kind of like bigger crowds and yeah. more of that kind of vibe. But um, I'm fine is... going smaller because yeah. I don't really have a problem with that. But so, but, um, but it's a, a good size. Yeah, good size. Um, a pretty cool race. Um, I like the course. Mm-hmm. Uh, downhill is nice. Um, it's pretty scenic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 nice that you're not having to run through just a bunch of like residential areas and that sort of thing. So it's it's pretty scenic, not a lot of turns. Uh, I I will mention because I always think it is fair to to talk about price. I think this race cost us around one hundred and fifteen dollars. Um, I'm never sure because because I only say that because I don't know at what point we registered for the race. I think it was pretty early on in in the reg, and I think I don't know if we that includes the ten dollar bus ticket or you add the the ten dollars to that for the bus but yeah around 115 dollars, which I, I think is actually a pretty fair price um and it's a race where i think if you listen to this i'm usually pretty hyper critical of races and i don't mm-hmm. think i've said anything that i disliked or i haven't found any problems with the race it's yeah. pretty well organized mm-hmm. you know pretty straightforward it's what they advertised um yeah, I don't know what else to say. Uh, she's holding up the medal, and so we didn't talk about the medal, but um, cool medal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay. It wasn't. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, it's a good looking medal. It's no essentially complaints. like a bunch of grapes. Yeah, yeah, and then with like little, um, other little things. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> describe. We'll it's put got a picture. Things. We'll put a picture up. We'll put a picture up. But There's it's a, it's a bunch of grapes with other little designs on them. So like a hot air balloon, which, um, 
that area is pretty well known for as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Runners. Yeah. That's what it does thing. have the sponsored name. So Kaiser Permanente, who's the sponsor, is mm-hmm. all over the ribbon and very small on the metal, on the right? metal though. Yeah. It's on the metal, but it's very small on the metal. And on the shirts. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But like I was saying, you know, me who usually can find something I would suggest to a race or some kind of problem or something, I like, I, I got nothing to say. Like, no complaints. So, um, cool race. I know. Several people recommended the race to us over mm-hmm. the last several years, yep. and so I'm glad we finally got around to taking the advice and, and, and getting it done. So um, I don't think it's one that I'll necessarily return to, uh, for sure not anytime soon. That's not a knock against it, but there's other yeah. races right. to run. I've also learned that maybe March is not the best time for me to run a marathon <laughs> in general. <laughs> um, and, and we did really, you know, it, I, I can't say enough that the weather just turned out great. Yeah. Um, before the race, I'd gone back and looked at, on youtube for videos of prior years and um they've definitely had some rain in prior mm-hmm. years i saw one video of people it was there was there was hail as people were coming mm-hmm. across the finish line at some point so i know um, they had one year i think that was like unseasonably warm like it was like a weird <laughs> heat wave in march so which i mean obviously that's that's rare but yeah we really looked out with with uh the weather i mean it had rained i think the day before even mm-hmm. so we were pretty lucky that we didn't yeah. get rained on that day so yeah. So if, if, if you're in California, you should definitely come out and do this race at some point in time. If you're from out of state, um, and, and the wine aspect, you know, really appeals uh, to you. Appeals to I think you. this would be a great a race really for you. Good one to do. Yeah. Like I said, go do some wine tasting day before or day mm-hmm. after, um, for sure. Yep. Um, take advantage of the situation. So anything else before we get out of here? Not that I can think of. Nothing yeah. else to add. Nope. I think that's it. We'll probably throw in uh, the old business on the next episode, the one or two things that we, of course, we always have to forget one or two Yeah, exactly. We'll think so. of something as soon as we finish here. Yeah. So that's our recap of the Napa Valley Marathon. Uh, we'll be, we didn't even really get a chance to unpack much because um, in a couple of days we head out to San Diego to run the San Diego half. And so we'll we'll talk about that. On the next episode, mm-hmm. along with kind of more other stuff, we won't spend a whole episode on it, but um, but that's kind of next. So it was basically just repack all the running, wash and repack, yeah, all the gear all that the, we just yep. took and um, as much. we head to San Diego. So anything else before we wrap it up? Nope, that's it. All right. The website for the podcast is embracerunning.com. You could find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash embracerunning. Send us any comments, questions, or feedback at feedback at embracerunning.com or leave us a voicemail at 925-400-7223. If you enjoy the show, give us a review on iTunes. So until next time, Embrace Running.